Tom Cruise is going to star in Alejandro Iñárritu's next film. Gareth Edwards has been tapped to direct the next Jurassic World film. And The Boys sets a premiere date for season four. Let's get into the movie news from this week. What's up, movie friends? Welcome back to Raiders of the Lost podcast, the ultimate film and TV podcast. Today, we're going to be doing our weekly news episode going over the box office trailers, news announcements, a bunch of reactions to these great news stories. There's a lot to go over, but let's get into that box office and the Bob Marley biopic remains at the top of the box office for its second week with $14 million in its second weekend. It has grossed over $100 million right now globally. One Love is doing very well at the global box office. It's crushing. It's doing better than Madam Web. It's doing better well, than— I mean, everything's doing better, better. than Madam Web. <laughs> it's going to end up looking like it will make more than Argyle as well. Yeah, Argyle was such a huge bomb. It's still pulling in a couple million at the box office every week, but for that budget compared to One Love's budget, it is One Love's just a much healthier film release. And fans are loving it. I remember I was at the theater last night. I went to AMC, and when I left the theater, I went to the restroom. I heard people in the hallway saying One Love. Everyone loves so, Bob Marley. Yeah, people Everyone are really, fans are really happy with it. So I'm actually, I want to see it. I want to try and see it this weekend before our trip, but we'll see if I can make time. I did see Perfect Days. The new Wim Wenders film, unbelievable. Check it out if it's playing near you. I got to check it out because you came home sobbing. I cried five times. <laughs> <laughs> I was a wreck. In second place at the box office is the anime Demon Slayer to the Hashira Training, which grossed $10 million. This is not a movie. This is just the final episode of the new series of the show. Shows you how that, how popular this sh- this show is. That's smart. They make a bunch of extra money off their show. Just yeah, at a box office. Release. Ten million in the opening weekend in the, in America. That's wild. Woo. And then in third place is Ordinary Angels, which is a new release from Lionsgate. Uh, Madam Web came in fourth place with five million, with a huge drop. Well, actually, not that huge because it didn't even make yeah, that much. Make, yeah, we talk about. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, opening global was uh, fifty million, fifty-two million dollars. So Goodness. Sony and Sony execs said that they're not going to be making any more Madam Web films for at least another decade. So this is put the pl- <laughs> this is pulled the plug on. So, such a funny thing to say. Like, <laughs> That's just a very safe way to say we're not going to do this ever again. In another decade, we might revisit it. And I don't understand, like, why? Did, if you wanted to make a franchise, make a good fucking movie. I know. If you make a I good know, movie, uh, migration came in fifth place, still in the top five. My migration just won't go away. I keep seeing it on. Billboards I'm sick of on these buses. ducks, man. I'm sick of these ducks. Sick of the ducks. <laughs> Fuck them. Duck buttersim. We need to go duck hunting, bro. <laughs> we need to get rid of these ducks. That's the sequel. Duck hunting. Migration My- part two. Duck hunting. Migration will never leave theaters. Hunting season. <laughs> Three million dollars again. Argyle fell out of the top five in its third weekend with $3 million. And then Ethan Cohen's uh, film Driveway Dolls debuted with an extremely low opening weekend of $2.5 million. And this is not on a limited release. This is playing at 2,300 theaters. So Driveway Dolls is going to be uh, a bit of a failure at the box office for the studio. Well, I don't know what the budget is on this 20 movie. mil. Is it 20 mil? 20 so mil. it is going to yeah. be a flop right now. You, who knows? It could catch on like migration. Just I don't think it'll catch on. Like <laughs> my, Migration made more than it is 10th weekend. Yeah, migration, <laughs> not gonna, migration actually came out in 1998. <laughs> it's just still been playing in theaters. It has never it's left. It's still the top of the box office from Titanic. It's always been in theaters, Jack. <laughs> just you've, go, always, you've always been the caretaker. Just go away, my I'm sick of you. Illumination. Right. Let's go to <laughs> I'm just our kidding. I'm sure it's top delightful. story. I'm sure it's great. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it's our delightful. top stories of the week. Number one, again, some Tom Cruise <laughs> news. So all we all know Alejandro Iñárritu is one of the best filmmakers alive. 
And he's coming back to make a new movie. He's been taking some. He takes like some hiatuses here and there because he goes back. He'll make back to back movies. Yeah, he did a, a Revenant and Birdman back to back, and it was like four years of just nonstop filming. And then he took a break before uh, his Bardot film. Yeah, and now this and that was in 2019. So this has been a while. So he's coming back, not a while, but still like five a, years. A good hiatus for a, such a huge filmmaker. So he's making a new movie, and Tom Cruise has been tapped to star in it. And this is. Uh, going to be part of Tom Cruise's new Warner Brothers deal. He's making making a multi-picture deal with Warner Brothers, and this will be his first starring role in, in Yaritu's next film. Little is known about the new project. The director is keeping it top secret for now. Deadline has learned that he wrote it in two, two, 2023 with Sabina Berman alongside his Birdman collaborators, Alexander Danelaris and Nicholas Giacoboni. So, I can't wait. Very excited about this because Tom Cruise... If he's actually going to start in the movie career with Tarantino in his final film, that'll be incredible. But to be working with such an incredible and acclaimed filmmaker like Inyaritu as well, who's known for pulling out incredible performances from his actors and actresses, and this could be like an Oscar-worthy role for him. Absolutely, I mean, Tom might finally win one. The pedigree with uh, Inyaritu is just so high, and Academy voters from every Academy love him, and and he's just one of the one of the greatest directors of our time. He won. He's the only director to win back-to-back Oscars for Best Director. Like, that's absurd doing that. Unbelievable. Two years in a row. Two years, yeah, yeah, back-to-back. That's what back-to-back No, means. but I didn't want anyone to get confused, like, if it's his <laughs> two movies back-to-back. Oh, no, it's okay. I just want to make sure that Thank they you know for clarifying. two years in a row he Thank won. Thank you. Yes, yes. So it wasn't one year, and then, like, ten years later he no, won no, no, again. exactly. So, yeah, so it was two back-to-back years. Two years in a row he won. Two years in a row. Best Director Academy it was So Awards. he won one year. And then the next, this, the next year, the very it? next Can year, you believe it. He was on stage again. <laughs> he, won again. <laughs> he was on stage again and won. <laughs> but Tom Cruise, he's he's got the juice, and he always did. Oh, he's always had that juice. Younger viewers might think of him just as the action star, but man, he is really one of the most underrated actors of his generation, and he has. Would deliver- you call him underrated in terms of acting ability? Yeah, eh. for for I think a lot of, like younger, younger people, people maybe. Look at him as the action blockbuster star, but he is a sensational actor. If you just look at films like Eyes Wide Shut or Magnolia, just the incredible gravitas he brings to subtle performances like that. And Tropic Thunder. Tropic Thunder is yes, his greatest achievement as an actor. It's up there. It's, it is a great performance. It's a really good performance. But Tom has it in him. And I I mean, imagine if he won an Oscar and then Mission Impossible tops the box office. What a fucking year. <laughs> <laughs> he could and he could do it. <laughs> and he could do it. Your father would cut four guys' throats just to get to me. And he could do it. What are you saying? I'm saying he worked at the airport. <laughs> <laughs> the departed kid. reference. Sick reference, yeah. bro. References are out of control. <laughs> so this would be this is an incredible collaboration. Fuck yeah, man. Amazing, amazing. Just take my buddy. It's, it's pretty interesting because like uh, three weeks ago, you're like, I really love to see Tom get back yeah, into more dramatic films. Yeah. And then he must have listened to the episode. <laughs> you're welcome, Tom. I think Tom listens to Raiders <laughs> of the Lost podcast. Thanks, Tom. Because he's like, you know what? Anthony's right. <laughs> I should do some more dramatic roles. <laughs> I really trust Anthony's opinion on Raiders of the Lost podcast. He knows what he's talking about. Let's move on. We got to talk about Dune Part 2, obviously, because we have our big screening tomorrow night. Woo! So uh, 30 fans won tickets to this. We cannot wait to celebrate this incredible film with you in IMAX at one of the best theaters you'll ever see a film. So thank you to everyone who entered the contest. Congratulations to the winners. We will see you tomorrow night, but let's also talk about the Dune Part 2 reviews, which are incredible. It's at 97% on Rotten Tomatoes, which obviously we don't give a fuck about because Rotten Tomatoes is ass 
No one gives a fuck about Rotten Tomatoes until it's a movie you want it to be good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you can trust us that it's a movie unlike anything you've ever seen before. We've already seen it. We'll be seeing it again tomorrow in IMAX. And it's sensational. It expands and improves on the first film in every single way. It's sensational. That The acting, the production. Is it sensational? Jaw on the floor <laughs> within 15 minutes. I guarantee it. Your jaw will be on the floor. Also, Hans Zimmer released the entire album of Doom Part 2. If you'd like to listen to the music before seeing the film... Go ahead and check it out. It's on Spotify and Apple, and it is epic. It's so much fun, and I've added some of the tracks to my gym album. The Fade Routha. The Fade Routha So it's theme. the Harkonnen track, yeah. the Harkonnen Arena. Oh, my God. That's like, I remember it's in, like the new Bane. I remember in the theater, I was just so juiced by that song, yeah. but holy crap, it is such a crazy, intense track. I think Fade Routha might be the best villain we've seen on film since, I'm talking Joker in the Dark Knight, Anton Chigurh, No Country for Old Men. I think he's that good. Bane in the Dark Knight Rises is great, too. Yeah, too. Yeah, I think he's up there with Bane. But maybe outside of comic book movies, I think Fade Routha by Austin Butler is the best villain since Anton Chigurh. He's going to really surprise audiences, and he's absolutely wonderful. And the, the score is just fantastic. And I noticed that from the Dune Part 1 expansion albums that he did, he some of the musical elements and themes he created on those expanded albums he used in this part too quite a few yeah quite so it's few. really fantastic a lot of Harkonnen themes too because oh we got God. so many Harkonnen guys it is such a good movie you're gonna have such a great time I it's- can't wait to see it at IMAX <laughs> no, me too. Ah! I'm ecstatic oh my right. God it's absolutely epic. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, next up, Gareth Edwards' follow-up to the creator is to direct the new Jurassic World film. So, Edwards will need to work quickly, though. The company wants to produce this film and have it released by July 2025. Well, to start production this June. Yeah, so, yeah, but yeah, but release it by July 2025. So, yeah. we'll see. I mean, I'm sure it's already... Whoa, whoops, I dropped my water bottle. Easy there, man. I'm sure most, a lot of the work's pre-production's been done Yeah, in terms of finding locations. The script's done, but, you know, he still has to get in creatively and figure out what he's going to do. Yeah, and I'm sure they already know what they want overall, which is why David David Leach dropped out because he probably wanted to do something different. But I'm sure Gareth Edwards is like, yeah, cool, I'll do what you guys want. Yeah, um, it's Jurassic World, so it's one of those jobs where it's a massive studio picture job. It's probably one of the biggest productions of the entire year. Yeah. And Gareth Edwards has great experience on big pictures, massive blockbusters. You know, Rogue One's a huge movie. He just He's done Godzilla. Yeah. The creator was a big undertaking, not as big as a blockbuster as other films he's worked on. So he has a great experience working on blockbuster films. He's an excellent director, so I just think that with the creator, he proved that he didn't quite have the chops as a writer. 
Totally. It was almost there. Yeah, it was almost, almost there. there. So uh, working on working as a, a director and not a writer is probably best for him going forward. It's a good gig, you know, making the next Kick Jurassic, a plane. Kick make, a plane. Make it $20 million. Probably. <laughs> to direct probably. Jurassic movie. But he's, he's one of those directors It seems like he does one for studio, one for himself, one for studio, one for himself. Kind of like give you What's guys the one, one for himself? Uh, the creator was one no, for yeah, himself. No, yeah, but what are the other ones? He did, uh, what do you do after Godzilla? He did... Rogue One. <laughs> Rogue One. That was one for himself. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, I did Godzilla, so I want to do one for me. Have you ever heard of Star Wars? <laughs> yes, I have no? this idea. It's I got a Rogue. great idea for you. <laughs> <laughs> Just be shooting holes in your statements. <laughs> Yeah, but I dodged that like Neo. <laughs> no, you did. Yes, I did. It hit you like like a Trinity falling well, I, out the window. No, but like I deflected it with a great joke. <laughs> That's what I do. I deflect. It went right through your stomach. I deflect with great jokes. <laughs> That's what I do, man. All right, tell us about The Boys. Ooh, the Boys. Oh, it's a show. You've never seen it? <laughs> it's about superheroes. <laughs> Season four of The Boys has its confirmed release date of June 13th. Very excited about this. They've been releasing some teasers and some posters. Now, season four finds Claudia Demitz, Victoria Newman, creeping closer than ever to the Oval Office. But the real power behind the potential throne of the world in America is Homelander, who has his eyes on yet more control as his own popularity surges despite his crimes. Things are far from rosy for Butcher, though, as having used Temp V to gain access to superpowers, he's got months to live. Plus, he's lost his gig as the boys' leader. As the rest of the team are fed up with his lies, but as the stakes get higher, they'll have to find a way to collaborate and save the world. Everyone's ecstatic about season four of The Boys, including us. I love season three. Season two is excellent. Season one, they're all they're all great. It's a fun I show, I benched them all. For the first, I watched them all together last year for the first time, and I had such a blast with the show. I cannot wait for season four. But, I mean, Homelander is one of the best characters on television right now. Diabolical. And I cannot wait to see what they do with season four. Yeah, I, I'm actually... I haven't watched, I've only watched one teaser trailer, but I just don't want to watch too much because I want to walk into it as uh, open-minded as possible without knowing much about anything. So I'm really excited to get this going. Open your mind, man. Open your mind. And it comes out when? June, June 13th. 13th. Wow. It's right there, man. You could have just read it off the document. I'm just, I just did. You could have listened. I never listened to you. You never do. Likewise. <laughs> All right, next up, another TV series. The Gentleman dropped yet another trailer, which shows more footage. Richie is using the show to tell a new story that shares a similar setting and themes to the original movie, but also follows a completely new set of characters. While that may initially seem disappointing to fans of the movie, they'll be delighted to know that this new series is even better than the original. The main character inherits his father's massive estate, which he soon finds out sits on the top of a drug syndicate's massive secret production facility. So it looks pretty solid. Guy Ritchie's involved in terms of, obviously, EP producer. He co-wrote and co-directed the first episode. Mm. And so this is not like a continuation or a sequel to the movie The Gentleman. It's more of the same world. And obviously, in the film, a bunch of these massive estates and all these wealthy people in England who are losing their, their wealth, they're basically working with this drug syndicate where they allow production of marijuana beneath their grounds. Marijuana. 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 Beneath the grounds <laughs> of their massive castles and mansions in order to, you know, reap the benefits of getting paid for that. Yeah. And the son, he's he's a character who— Theo was, James. He's in the military. Then he gets pulled because his father's on his deathbed and passes away. He inherits his, mother, his father's massive estate, then finds out that there's a drug syndicate producing drugs beneath it and obviously getting involved with that because the drug syndicate's not going to leave. And whether he wants to be a part of it or not is up to him. 
I think it looks great. I can't wait to see it. Yeah, it's cool. It's interesting. And I think Theo James is a great uh, pick for the lead. Yeah, and I, I love the first. I love the film. The Gentleman's an excellent movie. It's yeah. one, of guy, one of my favorite Guy Ritchie ones, especially this century. So I, I think it's really cool, and I'm down for the TV series. It looks awesome. Fuck yeah. Let's move on to some Yorgos Lanthimos and Emma Stone news because they're potentially going to collaborate on a new film, which will be a remake of the South Korean film Save the Planet, the original directed by... Ju Huan Jing was released in 2003, is about a character who dives deep into a conspiracy theory and starts to suspect that a number of political and big business types are secretly aliens, the reptilian first wave for an invasion of Earth. When, the spirits, when he spirits some way to an underground command center to torture information from them, he hits the most wanted list, but frustrated in their efforts to track him down, the police call in an ace private detective to find him and his victims, so begins a battle of what's between the characters, the detective, and our hero's devoted girlfriend, who initially buys into his theories but becomes worried that they're born out of his horrific childhood. So, pretty interesting movie here. I gotta check out the original. I've never seen it. But sign me up for lizard people conspiracy theories because that's one of my favorite conspiracy theories. <laughs> that, that people think that lizard people run the countries in the world. <laughs> so it seems hysterical, and I can't wait to see what Yorgos Lanthimos does with his creativity and his storytelling. And then Emma Stone as the main character would be terrific. Sounds like a lot of fun. And lizard people edits on YouTube are absurd. Like, they'll just put, like, re- yellow in their eyes, and people will be like, oh, look, it's real! It's, it's like, like, <laughs> it's like the worst CGI visual effects you could think of. But they're fun. It's, it's yeah. one of the more fun, hysterical conspiracy theories out there. You don't believe in lizard people? Not really. Not really? Not really. Not, okay, there's a little... Not not really means you believe it a little bit. No, I, I'm not saying I believe in it. It's just fun. Then why'd you say not really? It's fun to entertain You them. didn't say no. For entertainment purposes. Yeah, but where's the not really coming from? Just because I like to watch the videos sometimes <laughs> and be like, this is ridiculous and funny. So you don't believe in them? I don't think people are lizards. You're hesitating. I don't think people are lizards. Yeah, but you, do you think there are lizard people? No. No? I don't uh, think aliens are on Earth. Not really? No. <laughs> not really. <laughs> <laughs> it's a no it's a non-answer <laughs> i still think that uh, there's a little hint of it because your first answer was not really well because i'm looking at a potential lizard person right now <laughs> you're wearing a lot of green today man green's my color gotta go with the eyes man gotta match the eyes cool man <laughs> lizard person i think anthony might be a lizard person <clears throat> give me some evidence you eat a lot of raw rodents. <laughs> that, that's, the rodents thing. That's like, some evidence. Right eating there. mice every day is a kind of a dead. People giveaway. don't eat mice. And plus, you go like this all the time. <laughs> I didn't think you noticed that. <laughs> Sniffing with your tongue is a dead giveaway. <laughs> <laughs> Laying eggs. It's all all bad signs, Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't think I'd notice? <laughs> Smarter than I thought you were. Got him. Got him. <laughs> All right, moving on. The Suicide Killed the Justice League. Called Suicide Squad Killed the Justice League. Suicide Squad Killed the Justice League. There Sorry. It's hard for lizards to read <laughs> <Exactly>. English. <laughs> Another bad side. It's because your eyes are horizontal crisscross. So this is a, a game developed for, by Warner Brothers, and it turned into a massive flop with less than a thousand people actively playing on stream right now. No, so hold on, you, you're getting the words wrong. You're gonna piss people off. Steam, Steam. Right now, there are less than a thousand people actively playing Suicide Squad to kill the Justice League. 
And right now, I don't know, I couldn't find the exact budget for this game. People are saying at least $50 million and potentially $200 million, which seems pretty high for me, but it's a AAA game, and those do cost quite a bit of money. So let's say the budget was about $50 million to $100 million. It only made $2.6 million in sales so far. And like I said, less than 1,000 people actively playing on Steam, but that's not the entire world, but you can factor in that probably on Xbox, PlayStation, right around the same. So this was a huge flop for Warner Brothers. They've also come out saying that it was, you know, not exactly what they expected mm-hmm. in terms of sales and yeah. what they wanted. Yikes. So this was a massive flop for WB because they've been getting into gaming big time. Hogwarts Legacy was a massive success. Number one selling game. And yeah. then they're like, oh, we can carry this over. But apparently this game is just not it. People did not enjoy it. And obviously it's just got terrible word of mouth. And it will end up, they'll probably eat $50 million in this game, if not more. Is it just not a good game? I don't, that's what people are saying. It's just, mm-hmm. it's just not a fun game at all. Hogwarts Legacy was fucking awesome. Though. Yeah, it was a sick game. But, you know... They're investing a lot of money in video games, obviously, to match their film titles, but yeah. this was just not it, and they're going to have to change something up because you cannot just spend lose $100 million on a video game and just wash it off the next year because that is a huge investment, not just in money, but also in time and development. So huge bomb for Warner Brothers with Yikes. this game. Ouchies. Huge bomb. So there's a new film release on Netflix, Spaceman, the Adam Sandler film directed by uh, Johan Rank from Chernobyl and Breaking Bad, uh, co-starring Carrie Mulligan. It's getting pretty decent reviews. It's about a six and a half on IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes is a 61%. Uh, Metacritic, 56%. So uh, still not that many people have seen the film. I definitely want to check it out, though. Yeah, I'm standing there yeah. in a serious role in a space movie. Sign me up. We were yeah. super excited about this when the trailer came out. And yeah. An alien spider guiding the way. Yeah, I definitely want to check it out, <clears throat> mostly because of Adam Sandler, but also Johan Rank is such a great filmmaker and, and i mean chernobyl is such a good miniseries this is one of the best in the last five ten years you know ever from ever ever it could, the, it could be the best miniseries ever made it could be the best thing ever made <laughs> don't go that far so we all know about the dune popcorn bucket i swear they listened to our podcast because i said this last week i said they should make a slimer one for ghostbusters they made this months ago dude did they they released they released it a while ago okay right. i told you about it like two weeks ago it's because you have lizard ears <laughs> You didn't hear everything I said. Anyways, tell us about it. So there's a popcorn bucket for the new Ghostbusters film. It's a Slimer popcorn bucket. It looks really cool. Obviously trying to compete with Dune Part 2. But in Slimer's mouth. In terms of of how many people will take you to the bathroom. (laughs) That's what you want. I mean, um, that's what you're into. Well, there's two because there's a Slimer popcorn bucket, but there's also the, the, the container the box? The box, yeah. the actual Ghostbusters container box. But the Slimer popcorn bucket is you have to reach into his mouth with his tongue out to get the popcorn. Really? That's what I'm saying. I think oh, my God. Con- that's Hold what I'm on. saying. I think they listened to our show because I joked about that last week. I said it should be Slimer's mouth for Ghostbusters. Let me I look said this up. that last week. Let me like let me check this out. I fucking said that. Yeah, but I mean, it's not like they developed it in a week yet. They, they Why had not? This, they had this made already. Did they? Do you I'm work sure at they, Sony? They, they do you work at Sony? They don't make things like this in a week. Do you work at Sony? Sony, yeah, I do. Oh yeah? yeah, what do you do there? Do you hit? Do you handle popcorn pocket designs? That's, that's exactly <laughs> that what I do. Your job title? My job at Sony and Columbia Pictures is to design popcorn buckets. That why do you think the Doom Part Two one was the, <laughs> the flashlight? The, the, no, Shy Halud. It was a flashlight. It happened though. to be a flashlight. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, this is so weird. The Slimer popcorn bucket is very weird. Well, it's not like you're reaching in; it just pours out of his mouth. It's like he's puking onto your. <laughs> Yeah, but you can still stick your head in there. You could. You could stick lots of things in there. <laughs> I think at this point, it's kind of impossible not to make a popcorn bucket that isn't going to be sexualized. 
<laughs> it's so weird. It honestly looks really weird. <laughs> it's with Cinemark, though. It's not for AMC. But also, a- it means that Slammer will be in the film, which he, is cool. Yeah, he's in the first one. No, in the new one. Yeah, he's in the first one. Is he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're right. Yeah. Because the other one, so that's the Cinemark one, but the Ghostbusters AMC uh, popcorn is the ghost trap. Let pop- me see. Yeah. Hold oh, on. like the box? Yeah, the ghost. The, the box they trapped in the ghost trap. Gotcha. Gotcha. So that's the Slimer's AMC one. Fun. The Slimer one's fun. <laughs> no way. The Ghost Traps one's better. Yeah. Did you see the uh, Dune popcorn bucket on the counter of AMC? No. They, they have them out now on the it's counters. I, I forgot to notice. <laughs> no, actually, someone at, when we saw it had it. Someone got it. Oh, yeah? Yeah. They were sitting like two seats to your right. Okay. Gotcha. I remember because then some people were like, can I take a photo with it? <laughs> <laughs> That's what's happening to. That's can what, I stick my, so I watched a girl. It wasn't her. She didn't know the guy. She just went up to him. Can I stick my hand in it and take a video? So she took a video of like sticking her hand in it. <laughs> Anything for the views, <laughs> for the gram, for the gram, and for TikTok, the gram. For TikTok. It's not even your bucket. <laughs> That's such oh a weird. God. Can I stick my hand in your Dune popcorn bucket? <laughs> All right. Before we get into the rest of the news, let's go through. Hey, uh, I don't I'm, kink shame. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I'm not kink shaming at all. No. Was, that's a joke. Oh, okay. <laughs> If you want to beg your bucket, go for it, bro. <laughs> Before we get into the rest of the stories, let's break down some of the new trailer releases. We got three major film trailers. So the first trailer we got was for Guardians of the Galaxy 4. I mean, Borderlands. <laughs> Borderlands. Good joke, Anthony. <laughs> it does look like Guardians of the Galaxy. It was, it's basically a Guardians of the Galaxy trailer, but just with different characters. I never played the game. Uh, from what I could tell in comments online, fans are kind of divided. I saw a great comment where someone said, apparently Borderlands is a retirement home facility. <laughs> <laughs> the average age of the cast is like 80. No, not 80, but... 50. I mean, Kate's pretty... Kate's got to be, what, 50, 52? Yeah, she's up there. Kevin Hart's probably like 45, 50. Jamie Lee Curse is 112. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> it, the, the, it's the weird. It's so old. It's odd because you're making a movie geared at the audience is supposed to be like 18 to 30. That's like the audience because yeah. the Borderlands games have been around for a bit. And you don't cast anyone in the age bracket at all for your 30s film. should be your target. Yeah, 20s 30s. and 30s. They do have a young, the younger actress yeah, yeah, in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But everyone else is but just... But she's still too young. It's too old. Too, too old. <laughs> Everyone's so old in this movie. <laughs> oh, man. I don't... I mean, I, I know why the cast is that way. Because Eli Roth worked with Kate Blanchett and Jack Black on a film he did a few years ago. So, obviously, he was like, oh, I would love to cast you guys in this movie I'm doing. So, they were probably like, yeah, fuck yeah, let's do it. That's why they got cast, but it is a very old cast. Like, if you want to make the third film, they're going to be in their 70s. <laughs> even, get, even Kevin Hart will look old by the third film. It's Because you, you think you're going with a franchise here, and, I mean, I don't know. Jamie Lee Curtis is, I mean, uh, it just, also, it's just so Guardians. It's very with Guardians. With the music, very with the poster, with the, the style of the direction. It's just so Guardians. Although, I never played Borderlands, so maybe it has that fun tone to it, but... Yeah. I don't know. I it, it does not seem like a for me, man. I don't know if I'll see this movie. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. It just seems too much of a rip. I don't know anything about the game either, but it just didn't sell me. Yeah. Didn't sell me. Didn't sell you, man. No. <laughs> it's a retirement facility. <laughs> <laughs> retirement facility. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Another trailer we got was Boy Kills World starring Bill Skarsgård. Now, we got a teaser for this and some posters a couple, like a month or two ago. Last, late last year. And this got funding because the director made basically like a concept trailer for this movie, and he got funding for it, and yeah. it looked really interesting. Now, seeing the full trailer, 
it looks interesting. It looks like a blend between sort of Hunger Games and John Wick to an extent. Yeah, yeah. In a bit. So Bill, a great way to put it. Yeah. Bill Skarsgård plays this this character who, as a young boy, his family was killed in front of him. He lost. His, he became mute and. It's a kill, televised killing show. Yeah, and yeah. he's grown up in, as part of a, kill, a televised show that kills people on live air. So sort of Hunger Games-esque. And he's out for vengeance. Yeah. And he doesn't speak, but there's an inner voice, an inner monologue. And it's his inner voice is cast by the last voice he heard, which was on an arcade video game. H. John Benjamin does the voice. So you know him from, obviously, um, Archer, the cartoon, the animated series Great. on FX. yeah. As well as he's his, so funny, he voices so many things. Yeah. Uh, what else does he voice? There's another huge one he does. He does Archer as well as he's done a ton of things. Yeah. Um, so, so many. Things. He was in Master of None as well. Yeah. Uh, hold on. H, there's another massive role. Look, a, look it up. Yeah. H. John you got, you got your, you got your smartphone. Um, yeah, wicked smart. He voices. Oh, Bob's Burgers. Bob's so Burgers. Bob's, yes, Bob's Burgers. Yeah. So <laughs> now I remember it was billed that Skarsgård was doing the voice, and then when they played this trailer, I was like, "That's Archer." Yeah. I don't know if the voice fits the tone of the movie. It's pretty funny at first, but what do you, how do you feel about H. John Benjamin doing the voice? I think I, I love him. I think it probably would have worked better if Skarsgård did it because he already, he sounds too old. But, I mean, it is in his head, so then it makes That's sense. That's what I mean. So it makes sense. It's the last voice he heard. Yeah. So it's For, an interesting yeah. concept. The trailer looks like a lot of fun, and I love the cast, and it's really a cool idea. I, I will say the action does look pretty sped up in post. It looks a bit... And I mean, all movies do that. Even John Wick does that. Yeah. A lot of stunt work sped up. A lot of fight combat sequences are sped up. You know, you speed ramp a little bit here and there. But notice, noticeable speed ramp. Yeah, you can see that in, in pretty much most fight yeah. sequences. I will say that the action looks great. The stunts look awesome. But also, it just seems very John Wick. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's just this. This is what the action genre has kind of become. It's just like an action origin. So you're saying it's not like setting itself apart. Is what you're saying? Not too much, yeah. It's, but it's like John Wick and Hunger Games had a baby. That's what this movie seems like. So if they, yeah, if they, if they found a popcorn bucket and then had a little fun, oh, they'll, then they had a baby. They'll figure something out. But I, I definitely want to check it out because it looks cool, and yeah. I love Bill Skarsgård, and it just seems, you know, interesting and not, not. Compl- I wouldn't say it's completely like new looking because it's blending a couple of franchises we know, yeah, in, in interesting ways. But it looks like fun. Yeah, it looks like a good time. Our third major trailer is the final trailer for Challengers, the upcoming film film from Luca Guadagnino and Zendaya, where she plays a tennis star who, after a serious injury, begins coaching two rival male tennis players and begins a love triangle with them. Uh, it looks interesting. It looks really cool. Uh, really great energy and an interesting tone and style to it. I'm looking forward to it. I think Zendaya is on top of the world right now. This looks like her most interesting film role so far. It's Luca Guadagnino. Yeah, he's the guy. He's a great filmmaker. Great, great filmmaker. I love, a, I love a good sports movie. Let's get into some more news. So Superman Legacy pre-production has pretty much wrapped up, and they're heading into production on this movie. The cast and crew celebrated with a group photo outside a Warner Brothers soundstage right after a table read, and they're all, they all have their looks, their character haircuts. Um, we have Shaved Head for Lex Luthor from Nicholas Holt. So everyone looks ready to go. They're about to ramp up production and start filming this movie. And I will say, so <laughs> there's a big news story that Isabel Mayer said. She posted a photo of her name card, and it had the Superman logo on it. And people were like, Isabella Mayer said, accidentally leaks photo of the logo for Superman. It's, it's like, 
studios have so much control over everything this was not an accident you see what and when we have to do when we work for the studio like they have to they have to sign off on everything a person they hired posts on social media so none of these none of these things are by accident like this is all planned then they were like okay take a photo of your name card and post that on your story people people were like it's a leak it's a leak it's a leak it's no it's not a leak this is they are in tightly controlled by pr and marketing teams and execs for everything has to be approved that they post. So yeah, it wasn't a leak, but it is cool. I like the, the S- new logo. The yeah, new logo the, looks pretty fucking sick. Yeah, it looks really awesome. It's yeah. sort of modern but retro at the same time, but it's yeah. also like a new look for the S. It looks pretty awesome. I think it's a, a really it's it's different enough uh, to give everyone a sense that this is a completely new iteration, and I, I really like the S. I think it looks really cool. I'm very excited about this. This is really cool news, and everyone seems ecstatic about it. And this is a big deal. You know, this is the reset for DCU going forward. Superman Superman Legacy will be the first film released in the DCU era. Get ready. It's got to be a big deal. <clears throat> big what time. What we got next? Christopher Nolan news. This has nothing to do with Oppenheimer. However, Chris Nolan in an interview expressed a desire to make a horror film one day, which I think would be, would be amazing. He said the only thing that's holding him back right now is he's just waiting for the right idea, which would be fucking sick. And someone made this great meme where they said... I know he'll actually summon demons because he doesn't want to use CGI. <laughs> <laughs> he'll actually possess someone yeah. with a demon. <laughs> also, Oppenheimer snagged seven seven BAFTAs at the BAFTA Awards, including Best Picture and Best Director for Nolan, as well as Actor and Supporting Actor, and just amazing amazing stuff all around. Uh, best Cinematography and Best uh, Editing as well, and uh, Composing from Ludwig Göransson. Hell yeah. Yeah. I watched the BAFTAs. The BAFTAs are fucking awesome, by the way, because there's no commercial breaks. None? So what the BAFTAs do is one company sponsors the entire ceremony. And so it's called the EE BAFTAs. EE is the company corporation that sponsored it. The entire the entire fucking awards show, I watched it from start to finish in two hours, not one break. It was amazing. I wonder how much they pay for that. They must pay a lot, but uh, apparently like English media isn't that hungry money hungry <laughs> but it was amazing it flew by and it felt like i was like at the award show because there wasn't a single ad break at all and then you go you watch the oscars it's like beer company medication company yeah. beer company medication company you need these Hyundai, pills ford you Corvette, need these pills chevrolet and is it, and with the company that sponsored it, the ee i can't remember the name of the company it's not like they were shoving it down their throats they weren't saying this is brought to you by or let's mention our sponsor it was just in the title of the logo and that's it so they were they were they weren't even hammering that down our throats at all. It sure, was great. Knows what it is. Out it was there. really refreshing. It was really what refreshing. What is EE? So, someone let us know. Um, I can't remember. I was told, but I forgot. It's like a slinky company. They <laughs> 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 make slinkies. I think it's an energy company. I'm not sure. <laughs> Probably. It's like, or yeah, it could be a slinky company. Brought yeah. to you by slinkies. <laughs> <laughs> the slinky Baptist. <laughs> Everyone who wins just has to hit a slinky down the stairs on the stage. <laughs> the award is a slinky now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sam Mendes, the filmmaker, is making four Beatles films. Yes! So four movies about the Beatles. Each one will center on one Beatle and his perspective, and the films will interconnect. They will all release in the year 2027. I think this is a fucking fantastic idea, a fabulous way to portray the Beatles and. He said that each film will really showcase their perspective and and where they were coming from, and they're all it's all going to be the same four actors in all four films. And I think this is an, an amazing way to make a film about the Beatles because it's too big of a story to do in one film. 
It's impossible. And so to do it in four different ways with four different intersecting perspectives, I think is amazing. And I, I'll be there for all four. It's going to take a while to film all that too. Four yeah, that's why, yeah, that's why it's such a late release date. Yeah. That's pretty cool. They're probably going to fill them all in, in, in one big film. That's a really cool project. It's a great concept. Great concept. Next up, fans of Naruto, a live-action film, is going into development at Lionsgate, which got the rights to the property, and is being directed by Shang-Chi and Legend of the Ten Rings director, Destin Daniel Cretton. So now I know why he, he dropped out of... He was in another project. Well, he was Avengers. on the Avengers yeah. uh, King Dynasty, so now he's like, I got Naruto. Yeah. I'm getting so, away from that dumpster fire. <laughs> yeah, and the King Dynasty won't be the name of Avengers 5 anymore. Yeah. But yeah, he'll also co- he'll also write the film in addition to direct the movie. Cool. Good for him. Moving on to some other news. Mac Wahlberg says that Uncharted 2 script is ready to go, and... Are you excited? Nope. I mean, <laughs> the first film, it, it was funny, but like I said, they I think they had the potential to make a new adventure franchise that would just capture the entire world, like Pirates of the Caribbean or Indiana Jones. It has that potential. They just missed the mark for me. Maybe, I'm guessing they're going to, they took a lot of notes from feedback and criticisms because even fans of the movie were like, it's not the best movie ever made. Yeah, but it's Sony. Yeah. And they just made Madame Web. True, but, you know, they are. I bet they can learn from their mistakes because Tom Holland's a smart guy. Yeah, I'm sure he's like, I want to get it right. Let's make adjustments. Plus, Naughty Dog, maybe they're more involved with the script. Yeah, I highly doubt that Holland's letting it go forward without making those adjustments. Because Last of Us, the, the show is really well written. Yeah, and I think maybe Naughty Dog's like, let's uh, let's let's get in there. Let's get in there a little let's, bit. Let's get in there. All right, Ballerina, the John Wick spinoff starring Anna De Armas, has been pushed back an entire year. It was supposed to come out this year, yes. 2024. It's pushed back all the way to summer 2025 so they can do extensive reshoots. Director Len Wiseman is behind this film. Ian McShane says the reshoots are to help save the brand of John Wick. So we can assume that, obviously, we knew they filmed the movie. and yeah. It was probably done. Yeah. And they probably had test screen audiences with test audiences. Yeah. And I'm assuming they went terrible because it's the new norm. Reshoots have always been a thing. But it's, now it's so common for films to just reshoot the entire project these days. Yeah, I mean— it was it was expected to release very soon, like not not far from now, and so this is definitely a sign that they're gonna do. So in, in the headline it says they're just doing some new action scenes. It's way more than that. They're redoing the whole movie. If they're doing this many reshoots and they stop the film's release this close to the release date and pushing it back a whole year, uh, it looks like they're doing very extensive reshoots. And and Ian McShane, uh, being one of the stars of the film, saying that it's this is basically just to help save the brand of John Wick. That means that. The film was not good because the Continental bombed. No one watched that show, and it he had... was—he didn't like the Continental. Yeah, he said publicly. I—I I only watched the trailer, and I could tell, like, I had no interest in watching it. And I love John Wick. That's the thing. And no one—the no, Continental had terrible ratings, yeah. and no one talked about it. Yeah. I didn't see one person on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, <laughs> and social media. I didn't see one person talk about the Continental. Me either. No one watched that show. Nobody mentioned a thing. And so they put a bunch of money into that. No one watched it, and now. Ballerina, which was the first film spinoff of John Wick, clearly in massive trouble, and they're basically remaking the If they don't get it right, then it's in danger because Keanu's not going to be able to play John Wick forever. So they need, they're trying to put new life and new blood into the franchise. If they mess up with the first film, people won't be interested in the franchise. And I'm That's sure he loves John Wick, but like if I'm Keanu, do I want to keep doing John Wicks just to save the brand and yeah. just to, like, to get milked out of it? It is what it is. He's, it's not like it's the first time he's made several movies in a franchise, yeah. but I mean, I'm sure it's an exhausting movie to make as an actor to yeah. be the lead of that movie. I'm sure it's yeah. the best time ever as yeah. well. 
but it's a lot of. He work. puts a lot into it. Yeah, he puts his. He it's puts an insane amount of training. Yeah. like it's it's a it's so much training. And they're long shoots, and it's it's a physical shoot for him. You know, he's up there. He's getting up there. It's, he's got to be what he's in. He's sixty-two. Keanu. 60s. No, he's in his fifties. He can't be in his sixties. Hold on, let me check. Let me check Keanu Reeves' age. There's no way he's in his sixties. No I'd way. Be shocked. Fifty-eight. He is fifty-nine. Oh my god, he's almost he's sixty. Yeah, he's old, bro. He's up there. He's getting up there, dog. Yeah, he's still the man. We'll see going forward. Did you see the uh, someone released an interview of him talking about giving mushrooms to Francis Ford Coppola? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so funny. For, on Dracula, right? Yeah, on Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> There's a. Uh, I saw uh, someone took a photo from in Hollywood. They're fil- he's filming a movie with Seth Rogen right now, and someone took a. Oh photo yeah, of, yeah, his new film. Yeah, they're like at a hotel or some motel. Mm-hmm. It's just Seth Rogen and, and Keanu Reeves in a hotel room. There's another big actor in that film. It's three of them. I can't remember. I remember we mentioned it on Movie News. What movie? Long time ago. Look it up real quick. We mentioned it, it like two months ago. Because I would be so intrigued to see what it's about. Because they're filming in Hollywood, which doesn't actually happen that often, ironically. But yeah, I saw not, this photo. It's like another day, a typical day in Hollywood. I'm like, that's not a typical day in Hollywood. <laughs> they don't just film movies every day in Hollywood. That's not how it works. <laughs> yeah, not not actually in Hollywood. That's still that's pretty rare. It's probably well, he's filming in production right now. It has Constantine Two, which I don't think is filming. Good Fortune in production. Outcome. We, we talked about it a couple months ago. Oh, here we goes. Outcome follows Hollywood starlet Reef as he's. Forced to confront his problems in a tone for his past for being threatened by a bizarre video footage from his past. So Jonah Hill's in this as well. I bet Seth plays his agent, maybe. Oh, Jonah Hill's directing it. That's what it is. Yeah, Jonah Hill directing. That's uh, Yeah. Wow, so Jonah Hill and Seth Rogen reuniting. That's cool. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Outcome. That's the name Outcome. of the movie. Outcome. All right, our final bit of news is some more Oppenheimer stuff. <laughs> it was recently released on Peacock, the streaming service, and... NBC Peacock announced it as the best movie they've ever had uh, for performance-wise on their streaming network, by far. Obviously. Yeah, number one movie they've ever put it up there. So that was, Oppenheimer was the best investment Universal has probably ever made since getting Steven Spielberg's movies made. <laughs> no, since uh, Fast and Furious. Okay. Yeah, true. Fast and Furious. However, the return on investment on, 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 on Oppenheimer has been absurd. They better make... At Universal Parks, so I love how Universal and Warner Brothers make great theme park attractions, whether they be rides or worlds. I would really love to see them do um, worlds that aren't about like action movies, but like it would be cool to see like an Oppenheimer world at one of their theme parks, something like that. What, just see some labs? No, like the like an Oppenheimer like set. No, but like yeah, what, yeah. What, yes. part of, what part of the movie would you like to see? They can build like a Los Alamos or something. That's not good know. for kids, though. Like, no, he's yeah, gonna be like, yeah. "What is this?" Yeah, <laughs> they're not gonna gear. It's gonna be a, a classroom, a lab. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, what do you want to see, Anthony? Uh, uh, a All right, that's a terrible. That's a terrible idea. It's a terrible idea. <laughs> Nobody would come to my. This theme is why park. you would suck at that kind of stuff. <laughs> Nobody would come to Marketing my. Marketing Anthony is not your strength. <laughs> like, I want to see like uh, like a, a laboratory. <laughs> like, what? It would be the worst theme park ever. Nobody theme parks are geared towards kids. Yeah, Andy. it's true. Kids and families. <laughs> Anyways, don't put me in charge of. Don't put me in charge of your amusement park. <laughs> It'll be like Derby Blood, Oppenheimer, Parasite. I want like the Parasite House, like an oil rig, like an oil it, derrick would be cool. Like what? I want to like have like build the basement from Parasite. <laughs> uh, that'd be cool. That'd be sick, right? No, but I'm think if you're thinking about Universal movies, imagine so. if you went to an amusement park and you could walk through the entire house of. Parasite. 
That's cool. That'd be pretty fucking dope. Well, the basement's interesting. The rest of it's just a house. Ha- no, it's not. It's more than just a house. I know it's more than just a house, but it's a very nice house. So they have a yard. It's a very they have, nice house. They have house. a dining room. They have bedrooms in the upstairs. So you're not selling tickets for that. You're they, selling some, but not like the Super Mario World sells tickets. I know, but like that would be so sick. I'll make, I'll make a cinephile amusement park. And 13 people a day will go. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll be in debt $100 million in the first week. <laughs> I will never be able to recover recover from this. I'll never financially recover from this. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, my theme park would not make any money. No, it would not. It would be fucking dope, though. It would be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. it would be cool. It would be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so ridiculous. All right. That wraps <laughs> Oppenheimer Lab in a theme park. It's like it's just a science lab. It's like we could have just gone to a university. <laughs> <laughs> just go to Oxford. And no, you don't have to. Just go to USC. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, basically the same thing. All right, that wraps movie news this week. We've learned many things about Anthony and how he'd be terrible at marketing things. <laughs> but thank you for tuning in. Again, we can't wait to see all of you winners tomorrow at our screening of Dune Part 2. In IMAX! It's going to be incredible. Woo! Thank you for tuning in so much. Episodes this week, we have some bangers coming for you. We have the Iron Claw dropping tomorrow. Full review. Full review is an excellent episode. And then Raiders of the Lost Oscars on our, Wednesday. Our Oscar ceremony is on Wednesday. Wait till you see what our picks are. And we're using the nominations from the Academy, what they went with, so that we'll just pick our winners. Yeah. That they our, it's our awards. Our awards. Yeah. Thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget to become a patron at patreon.com slash Raiders of the Lost Podcast to get access to ad-free versions of the episodes. And you can link your Spotify too, as well as to support us financially and help Juno get his food and Anthony his Trader Joe's. Make sure to leave those five-star ratings and reviews on Spotify and Apple. And just share us. Word of mouth. It's the best way for a podcast to grow. Let your friends and family members know that there's a sick-ass movie podcast hosted by a really dope set of identical twins. <laughs> one who's and t- one lizard person. And one, <laughs> one might be a lizard person. <laughs> Unconfirmed. <laughs> Potential. If you keep slaying eggs, then definitely. All right. Take care, everybody. See you next time. Thank you for watching Raiders of the Lost Podcast. Be sure to hit that subscribe button. Hit the like button as well. Notifications for sure. Listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, everywhere. You can listen to podcasts. And be sure to check out this other content we have on our YouTube channel.